Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. With me again today is Brad Livingston, our lead pastor. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, man, excited about some of the new things we're doing here at TC. So we um, started going through the four steps of our church, like who we are and the four-step journey that we want every person to um, kind of take, like, towards Christ, um, but also towards fulfillment, right? So, um, and as we were laying out the four steps, because what we, what we, the vision of our church, the mission of our church are run in tandem. We want to see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be. And then you tie that to the way that that happens is through this four step process. And it's the four step process that's seen over and over throughout the Bible. Um, the first time we see it is in the book of Exodus, um, which we, we read on Sunday. Um, but there's a number of different ways that it's communicated through the Bible. And we grabbed three of them. Um, and as we grabbed three of them, you know, we, we talked about how we want to see, um, you know, lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people trained and trained people mobilized, you know, like, um, and even like, I, I love how Chris Hodges, Pastor Chris Hodges, Church of the Highlands puts it. He's like, you know, everyone says that the church is the hope of the world, but there's a lot of churches and not a lot of hope. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like the, the hope of the world isn't found in churches, but the hope of the world is founding in churches that have been mobilized on a mission sure. um, to reach lost people, you know? So there's tons of churches that are more interested in their country club mentality than they are in reaching lost people right. or, or, you know, getting uh, people saved and then free, you know? Um, and, it, you know, it's not a church competition. That's not what we're talking about. It's just saying like the being, very intentional about knowing like it's not just about um, having a church but it's about having a church that's on a mission and getting people mobilized so um, and then that jumps over to uh, I would I think Colossians right um, where Paul is talking in the notes oh yeah, I don't have the <laughs> you, you didn't share them <laughs> <laughs> oh man um Somewhere in the Bible. Somewhere in the Bible. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the phrasing. We went over it on, uh, we went over it on Sunday to, um, you know, like he, he says that I contend, you know, to, to preach the gospel faithfully, to admonish and teach everyone, right? That he might present them as fully mature um, followers of Christ. And so you know, preaching Christ to everyone so that lost people can get saved, admonishing them so that he can uh, disciple them, teaching them so that he can help them discover uh, what God has already put inside of them. And then so they can be presented fully mature uh, as followers of Christ. So, you know, there, there's so many times. And then we see in the book of Exodus chapter six, where, um, you know, the, the Israelites are coming out of captivity from the Egyptians and, and they have the four, I wills like, you know, I will free from the yoke of the Egyptians. Then I will, um, um, free you from the bondage and then I will uh, redeem you and then I will take you as my own people. Um, and that's really kind of the the foundation for a lot of what we talk about that we want to see people, you know, um, free from their sin. Right. But then just because they're free from the penalty of their sin doesn't mean they're free from sin. Right. And like we still deal with stuff. So there's a yeah. freedom that has to happen. And even in the church world, like, so both of you guys grew up in church. Like, uh, well, 
take that back. Both of you guys have been in church long enough to know. A, a <laughs> I don't know longer. if you grew up in church, yeah, but no. uh, well, other than Justin, he grew up in a Catholic church, but uh, and that's very loosely. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, growing growing up and and being in churches and having multiple churches that we were a part of, you know, we've all been in church where the connection between salvation and freedom they those weren't separate experiences they were one and the same yeah like when you get saved you're automatically you should be free from the all these areas of sin in your life and if you're not then you never got saved and it's like well no those are two like separate experiences and so as you navigate those experiences um and you start to commit to the lord like there's a salvation where grace sets in but there's also a freedom that comes after that um from some of the areas of our lives and so and then we go into the, you know, the redemption and fulfillment. And so now uh, we really walk through. And so we have found and connected to um, other churches to help communicate this in a way that is easy to understand, you know, because the four cups break down to like sanctification and deliverance and redemption and praise. praise. And for people that don't know God and more importantly have never walked into a church before, all of that is like very... Jar, it's churchy. It's church yeah. jargon, you know, like a lot of people wouldn't understand that. They're not going to, you know, sanctification. Like that's a strange yeah, word, right. you know, and deliverance, you know. I can tell All you, I can tell you if, the first time, because when I started going to church, the moment I heard sanctification, I was like, what? Yeah. What are you saying? Well, so, it wouldn't be so bad if you just, you know, words alone aren't bad. Even a word that you doesn't know, that you don't know isn't bad. It's that no one ever bothers to explain the words that they're using in churches. They use well, yeah, insider that was, that was language. It's not right. that the word is bad. It's that no one ever says, right, right, right. this is what this it is, is what and why means. it's important. Right. Yeah. Um, you but know. I wouldn't have heard that, that term if I hadn't gone to church. What? Well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, that's that, I mean, that's ultimately the thing though. And, like, yeah. And like deliverance, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I growing up, I, growing up in charismatic Pentecostal churches, when you hear the word deliverance, like you automatically think of like possession, like casting out a demon, demon, like deliver them from, you know, like that's, that's where my mind automatically goes. And then people that have never been in church before, like what is their interpretation of this term deliverance? Like, you know, like I said, Sunday, like paddle faster right here. I think I hear banjo music. Like, you know, so it's like, getting down to these these terms that people that even are far from god can understand so that they can put into practice as we continue to help um as the lord draws them closer to himself really what it boils down to um and you know we've been over them before in our church it's not this isn't new um but it it's so vital because again growing up in church i grew up in growing up in church um it was almost this mentality of like, once you meet Jesus, then that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Now you just hang on until Jesus comes and try not to do the bad stuff and try to do the good stuff and hope for the best, <laughs> you know, like, and try to make sure you time your sin out right so that you didn't sin right before the rapture because then you're going to miss the boat, you know? So like <laughs> all of these things, it was like, it's ridiculous. It's, it was so like, it was such bad thinking like you know what i'm saying it's yeah. it so dangerous it's sort of thought process so um so yeah as we get plugged into to it's just a healthy communication process uh it takes us down the 
down the road of the four steps, you know. So uh, we'll jump into those and give this to you real quick. Like I said, um, we, we want to encourage you guys to go, you know, go check out the sermon from Sunday. I mean, that's where you're going to get the, the, you know, the meat of, you know, what we talked about. But nonetheless, we'll go over them this time. So, Justin, not that you need to look at any notes, but what's the first one? <laughs> no, no, God. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. Uh, so to, to know God. And I mean, the very first thing we want people to experience and the part that's absolutely necessary, you can't possibly get free from areas of your sin and you can't possibly move into the purpose that God has for you. If you don't know the person that can make you free and you don't know the person that gives you purpose. So it's all about knowing God. Um, and like truly know him. Yeah. 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 Not know of him, you know, um, I love the way Matt Chandler puts it, you know, because he's in Texas Grew up a big Cowboys fan. John, were you a football watcher when you were a kid? I was, but I was only college. Only, uh, yeah, I never really got into the NFL. Yeah. Like, we went to a couple of Atlanta Braves, I uh, mean, Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Falcons games. Yeah. And wrong uh, sport. Wrong sport. Go sports. Go sports. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, we went to a couple of Atlanta Falcon, Falcons games. Those were cool, but like, I never really got into it. Yeah, I was yeah, more yeah. of a college guy. I got you. Justin? College. College. But you know that because we went to FSU. We went to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did go to a football oh. game together. Um, and we got rained on. We did get rained on. We sweat that like was, crazy because it was so hot and then the sky fell. Yeah. Yeah. That I remember crazy. that. But uh, we were like right by the tunnel. That was dope. Yeah. So, but anyways, you know, it's like Matt Chandler talks about, you know, he's a, he's a big uh, Dallas Cowboys fan. And he was uh, also like a really big Troy Aikman fan. And so like. He knows a lot about Troy Aikman, like where he went to college and what his stats were and like all these things. He knows a lot about him. And he was even in a restaurant one time and like he went to get up because his church is in Dallas. Sure. And bumped into Troy Aikman. And so like, you know, and the way Matt Chandler puts it, he's like, listen, I know a lot about Troy Aikman. I've even met him once, but I don't know Troy Aikman. Like, I know his stats. I can, I can, I can even make people based on my knowledge about him think that I actually know him, but I don't actually know him, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's how a lot of people are in churches. They know a lot about God. They know what the Bible says about God. Um, they know what other people have told them about God, but how much, how close they actually are to the Lord is actually pretty limited. Um, that's good. And we don't, we don't just want people to know about God, but we genuinely want them to have an encounter with him, which is, you know, even what we're talking about, you know, things that we're, we're tinkering with in regards to the weekend experience of how we can continue to help people have an experience with the Lord in a greater magnitude. And, and, you know, um, you guys know, like I'm, I'm in a state of never being satisfied. You know, if something's good, it can be great. And if something's great, it can be better. Like I just, so it's, it's always like trying to figure out and that, and you know, the Lord is the same, but I think his methods change often. So it's like being in tune with like, where's the next place he wants to take us? How does he want it to go? So, um, yeah, yeah. Doing that. So, but yeah, we want people to know God. I mean, that's, that's the first step. And then number two, Justin, find freedom, which is what Justin needs the most of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, no, find freedom. Um, you know, now you guys both know the answer to this, but how does that happen? Relationships. Relationships. Small groups. Small groups. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, community. It, it is, man. Like, I, 
again, I love it when people are like, I don't need anybody. Like I'm, I'm good all by myself. The same people that are like, I don't need nobody a week later on Facebook. Like, I really wish I had friends or I really right. wish someone was there for me. It's like, cause we all need, like we all need people. We all need someone in our life. We all need help. And if we're going to be Christ followers, which means we're going to be disciples, which means we're going to be discipled. That means it requires other people to be part of the discipleship process. Um, you know, to be discipled means that admonishment and disciple, uh, discipline mm-hmm. are a necessary part of that. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've never been very good about disciplining myself. Nah. Yeah. I mean, you, you <laughs> need other people to, to hold you accountable. Yeah. You know, that's, I'm, I'm the same way. Like it's hard. It's hard for me to be like, Oh, I'm going to do something and then go like follow through with it sometimes, you know? And it's, yeah, you got, you got to tell, you got to tell other people like, Hey man, I need to read my Bible this week. Did that, you know, the person that you told, are they going to contact you? Hey, man, what did you read out of the Bible this week? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. No, it's so important, man. I mean, like, we all we all need that freedom. We all need that help. We all need people to, to be there for us, be there with us, help us walk through stuff, and also, like, call out the nonsense. You know, like, hey, we don't do that. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not, that's not who that's we not are. That's not who we are, yeah. Yeah. So, um, which is, which is so powerful and so necessary, you know, um, just talking about like who we are and what we do and don't do. And uh, I think culture does that, but you got to have people that help walk you through the process because as, as representative, you know, um, of Christ, you know, even the Bible says that we're his ambassadors. Like we are the representative of Christ to the world. We have to do that. So there's areas of our life we're constantly needing to be free from. There's areas of our life that we're constantly needing to be encouraged and equipped in, built up in, and also have things tore down in us. And the beauty behind small groups, and we talked about this Sunday, you know, is that we all wear the mask, you know, I, what I, you know, and even not even just that, you know, we talk about the I'm fine mask a lot. And I talk about that quite a bit, you know, where it's like, you're not fine, but you say you are. But I think even beyond that, I think sometimes we put on a mask that isn't even necessarily about brokenness as much as it's like a, um, it's a protection thing, you know? So I think it's like a, um, it, it's a, it, it protects us from the person that we didn't even know we wanted to be. And when I think about different people, I think about your wife as a prime example, John, like I think about Savannah, mm-hmm. right. Who, um, had you asked her and she admitted this, like if you would have asked her, two years ago she would have told you she doesn't like being around people yeah. she doesn't want to be in environments where she's you know what i mean has yeah. to talk to people <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean i mean she, you can tell she, the story she better didn't than even i can. want to get past the i'm all road you yeah know? Like, <laughs> we, that's <laughs> the, joke, the joke, joke we have <laughs> you know uh, and you know i'm i was kind of in a sense i was kind of the same way because she was she was that way and yeah. i was like you know my and wife's the that way i got you yeah, well <laughs> we're not gonna go into that um but you know it, it, my wife's that way and i feel like you know maybe i should be the same way we just kind of it, it wasn't so much that the uh, the fact that we didn't have those relationships it was more so like those people that we were around weren't invested in us enough right um so we were just kind of yeah we were isolated and that's the way she operated for years. a long time a long time so yeah yeah. And I think like, you know, life circumstances kind of teach different people to like, don't get close to people cause whatever, right, you know, they'll right, bail right. on you or, you know, they won't, they'll hurt you, whatever, you know? Sure. Um, and you know, come to find out she gets in some small groups and like, bro, 
she's like, I, I really do like this. <laughs> night, night and day. It's been, it's been a little over a year. It's been a year and a half now or something like that. Yeah. Pretty close to. Something like that. Um, but that was the first thing that we jumped into, right? With small groups. Small groups, yeah. And we were finding our freedom and things we didn't think that we needed freedom from. <laughs> right, right. And like, that was. Well, and in ways you didn't think. I mean, yeah. y'all joined a hangout group. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it was a Bible study or right. a freedom group. Well, yeah, we're actual walking through curriculum. the James. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Which is what you know. It shows how important it is. Although those yeah. those kind of groups are extremely important. Absolutely. That was an area and a moment in our lives where we could be ourselves and we could still get something from other people. I mean, they were asking us how we were doing. They were asking us, "Do you need prayer over anything? Do you, are you guys yeah, yeah, good?" Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like. We came in and we all just like sat there and hung out like because we did do that. But it was also after a while, like three, four or five weeks in, it was like, hey, I'm I'm actually investing in you. Like, I want to know. Yeah. yeah. I want to know if you're OK as a person. Well, yeah, because it's, it's usually some some groups are different, but yeah. it's usually not even everything doesn't always happen at the group. Uh, and I think yeah. that's helpful for people to understand. Like sure. when you join a small group, if you join a small group where they meet every Monday at 6 p.m., that doesn't mean that Monday at 6 p.m. is when you're going to have moments like what you're talking about with like, hey, how are you? Totally. Um, that could happen in a text message Wednesday at 2. Yeah, yeah. But it's the, the relationships with the people that are reaching out to you that matters, you know? So you may be at a bowling small group or a basketball small group and, you know, like you're in an intense tournament or something you're not gonna be like so how are you you know really? no no <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, no. Um, I, I think i was just giving you know my example just because we weren't we didn't really start i mean yeah we started going to tc but like it was more so our beginning stages of being in a small group of people number one we didn't know and number two like that literally became family within five or six weeks yeah you know, and I think there's a lot to say about that. Yeah, totally. You know, but not everybody's going to experience the same thing. Um, but I, I 100% believe in the vision of small groups, and I believe that they really break down walls and help people find freedom. So. Yeah, because I'll tell you what people don't need more of mm. is events. <laughs> we don't need more conferences and services. <clears throat> we don't need more events. No. Like, boy, I tell you, I <laughs> yeah, be at all. That. So. so so yeah it's uh we don't need another uh breakfast you know i didn't not i wasn't talking about the breakfast this no, no, morning no, that yeah. was a small group that was a small um, group we just happened to eat i breakfast. mean like a, yeah 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 um but you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. These with, just, with 80 people in the room eating pancakes uh, yeah that just, weren't that aren't any good anyways because yeah, no, how do you make pancakes for any people you don't <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Uh, but yeah, no, no. I totally. I, I agree with you. It's, a, it's like, listen. No one's getting free because you brought in somebody to talk to a hundred people in one room. Like that's, you know, it has to happen through relationships, which yeah. is why they're so important. It's why we lean on them so heavily. Um, you know, it's because that's the only way. Letting people into your world and getting into other people's world is the only way you're going to navigate through what's happening in people's lives, what they're dealing with, what they're holding on to, Sure, you know? Um, and then there are the freedom groups. There are curriculum based groups and we've even got changes coming into the small group, the small group structure of our church. We're even enhancing, um, as we're moving forward to, to even help with help that along, help that along, you For know? Sure. Um, so, because, you know, the end goal is still what Paul said to present each one of us as fully mature, mm -hmm. you know, followers of Christ. So, um, 
constantly in, in, in that process. And once you're free, you can truly move on to the third step, which is discover purpose, discover your purpose. Right. And so, um, which 82, I think, or 80% or 82% somewhere in that of Christians percent. say they never get to this point. Mm. You know, 80 or 82% of Christians never that's discover what they're built number. for. Yeah. that That's also concerning in just the church world, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, thank God we've all had people that empowered us to do the things that we were good at. But I mean, th- think back to 10 or 20 years ago and even many churches that still exist today. Think like, think about my gift set and your gift set for a second. Me and you, John, like my gift set drums and you play guitar, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you're mainly, you can play acoustic obviously, but you were like played a lot of electric in the past. Right. Um, so in the worship world, but then even from a technology standpoint, like a create as a creative, you know, you and I have worked in those worlds and served in those worlds and we're gifted in those worlds together too. Both of those have historically been and in many cases still are even like diminished and looked down on in the church world yeah it's not even that people aren't helping people discover their gifts it's like many of the gifts that god has put inside of people there are a lot of environments where it's not only not encouraged to find your gift whenever you find your gift if it doesn't fit into their culture they diminish it or call it evil or whatever and it's like man (laughs) <laughs> or make yeah. it out to be like it's not a gift or, you know, you're too much of the world. Right, 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 you know, right. It's yeah. like, it's... That's like the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I just got into a conver- uh, conversation. We'll call it a conversation, not a debate. Uh, I just got into a conversation with a guy on one of our Facebook forums. And it was about, it's it's this, it's not the creative form that you and I are on, but it's another one of like with church sure. LDs and stuff, lighting designers um, and, uh, and other technicians and stuff like that and so they were talking about like moving lights and just the same same conversation it's been going on for the last 20 years in churches mm-hmm. and it's like i don't see it's necessary and blah blah blah, blah. and so somebody was like so post a picture of your sanctuary and so people were posting different pictures and you know it's, i mean you got everything from uh you know henry at elevation mm-hmm. all the way down to you know john smith at you know timbuktu podunk church or whatever like sure, it's sure. got like 12 people yeah. in it or whatever you know what i mean like you got the whole spectrum and uh so one guy chimes in and he's like all this color lights and all this stuff just seems ridiculous like it's absolutely not necessary you know i we're becoming too much like the world but going back to what you were talking about and so he posted a picture of a sanctuary and there's stained glass everywhere and i was like you do realize that colored lights is the modern equivalent of stained glass from the eighties. Right. Exactly. Like y'all just couldn't afford to put 3,600 par cans in your church to make. So instead of using lights to create color, you use the sun and stained glass to create color. So it's really the same thing, just different eras of technology. Sure. And he was like, I never thought of that, but it still seems unnecessary. I was like, "Never mind, man. Like, we're not going to do this." But James Tucker was like, "Ayo." Well, you know, the, the the argument really comes down to the the fact that those people that are seeing these lights, they go to they go to uh, concerts, they go to yeah. um, bars and 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 everywhere else that have all these kind of lights. You know, the problem the problem is is that if we don't, as like a church, we don't 
like necess- not necessarily like buy into everything that the world is doing, but if we don't like at least have something to pull us on to excellence, man. Yeah, like well, yeah. man, it, it's it's just a light. Like, yeah. Like what are we talking about? <laughs> like what yeah. those people are really saying is like I don't like them. Right. right. It's not my preference. It's an old I, school way. You not liking them is not the same thing as it being ridiculous. And he the of course they're not necessary. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't need him to reach people you know, for Jesus, right? I bet he uses a microphone when he speaks. <laughs> that ain't necessarily necessary, necessary either. Yet yeah. he does, right? You know, it's like, yeah, the air condition isn't necessary. Having chairs isn't necessary, but y'all do, yeah. <laughs> right? 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 You know, so yes. it's like, just shut up. The conversation of like, where do you draw the line of what's not necessary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just shut up, like, in just. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a preference. And if you don't like them, awesome. Don't put them in your place. But also, don't complain when no one under forty is at your church because <laughs> yeah. y- y- y'all do a crap service. I think you know? one thing it's right. from a, and not because there's not, not lights. Like, not, just, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. That lights, man. I don't mean crap service. Cul- in the sense culturally of, unaware. Yes, and I, don't, yeah. I didn't mean that. Like the Holy Spirit isn't present or God isn't present. I just mean, you know, yeah. It's just yeah. Listen, it, here, there's any church reaching young people. There's one reason. And it is that they, oh, landscapers are here. Uh, There's one reason. If you want to reach young people, you have to disproportionately invest in them. Yeah. And that doesn't mean lights, but it can mean lights. Lights can be a part of it. Yeah, and into a culture that embraces them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the other side of it. Like, you know, like, um, I think a prime example of someone that doesn't use any of those things, but does a great job, like Tim Keller. Tim Keller is, you know... um, up in he's in manhattan in new york you know pulling in millennials by the droves um they don't have moving lights and haze none of those things very traditional church i'm trying to think of uh, i think he's at redeemer presbyterian or something and uh and but he's pulling in millennials by the droves he doesn't have any of those things but what he has is a culture that embraces teaching and educating and equipping Mm -hmm. young people that are our age um realizing that if you don't, you won't have a church in the next 20 years. So, you know, slice that up however you want. But all that to say is it's like, you know, that, you know, well, we all heard something last week, you know, we were at the grow conference and, and, uh, John Maxwell, you know, was speaking, right. John stinking Maxwell. He said something very profound, you know, it's, it's first of all, some of these churches are just like the conversation you were in. They're being too critical. And you're also talking about the, the, the percentage of Americans that go to church is X, you know, whatever that number is. And then before you know it, you're dwindling down. Well, you know, there's only so many Americans that go to church regularly or on a Sunday anyways. And then now you're saying that anyone who uses lights or any church that is ridiculous and irrelevant, blah, blah, blah. Um, before you know it, you have a real small group of people that you're talking about. And, you know, John Maxwell was talking about that we have to, no one's coming to our churches. Like, yeah, yeah. More than 50% of the, of, of Americans aren't coming. Yeah. So we can bicker about all this, you know, but then he, he went and started talking about the business world. You know, if you told a business and a good business owner that half his potential, 50% of the potential market wasn't coming. They would be on that, fig- yeah. figuring it out, yeah. fixing it. Then he said the profound statement that everybody in the room was like, is they care more about sales than we care about souls. 
Like that was powerful. That's powerful. That is, you know, the, powerful. they'll figure if half the potential quote unquote market yeah. isn't even interested, even with the cool lights or with the cool preacher <laughs> or, or with the skinny yeah. jeans or they're not interested or, in products, or not that. Like right. Whether you think people are interested in tra- to a traditional or think they're into a modern, half aren't coming. Right. So who like that's not shouldn't be the focus anyways. So true. Which is why the four steps are important to us. Yeah. You know, because we have a system for each step. No yeah. God. Step one is Sunday services. Sunday isn't very important, but it's not the full picture. It's 25% of the equation. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, you know, and even that, like we, we go back to, we, I've said it before. It's like, I'm not in love with my lights. I'm not, in, I'm not in love with anything other than what works. Whatever continues to work to help bring in people and help them connect to Jesus, you know, is like, that's what, that's what I'm about. And, um, you know, the day that that's no longer part of the service flow and structure that is continuing to help us take that vision, then we're going to stop doing those things and do the other things that are now part of it. Like, well, it's like pastor, it's like pastor Chris said, you know, is pastor Chris Hodges last week, you know, is everybody and every church has a system. Most just don't work. (laughs) Right. And most people are continue to defend what isn't working. Yeah. Yep. And then so instead they project or blame the church down the street that's attracting everyone. Right. And blame it on their lights and how they're really not talking about God or God, you know, whatever. Right, it's right, it's right, crap. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever, bro. Just yeah. And half of them never, had, never had a conversation with them either. You know, right. I, I, I've experienced that so many times where <gasps> pastors will like throw shade at another pastor. Oh my God. I got to tell y'all what happened to me Friday. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to do this on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, I go to Bagel Heads every Friday. It's a little restaurant, coffee shop, bagel shop, whatever. I go every Friday. I do a little work. It's my day off, but I do a little work. I take my laptop. I'm usually there about an hour and a half or so, depending upon what I'm doing. Off but topic real quick. Did you get a, a haircut on Friday? Yeah. Okay. I saw your car there. Oh, okay. I was there. I just didn't see you. You were there when I was there? Yeah, I was in the, I was in the building. John, it's literally like <laughs> two rooms. I, I know, but I, I was like... I was kind of late to the appointment, so I, like I had to get in. And sit Did down. you see me walk out? I come out the main door. No, I was sitting in Ryan's chair, and Ryan's chair has a um, oh. a wall there. Oh, okay, weird. So yeah, I didn't uh, see you. Walk anyway, out. sorry about that, guys. Um, Bagelheads continue. <laughs> yeah, so I was at Bagelheads. So there's a group of of older people. It's it's like two couple. It's it's a couple women and a couple men. I don't know. I think one of them's a couple. They're, I think they're just kind of all a group of friends, right? Um, they're older. I would say at least mid to late sixties older than me. You know, I say older, older than me. And then there's this lady named Joyce who's there every week too, but she sits by herself, but she knows them. They'll interact. They all sit at a table together and Joyce is by herself. They all interact, whatever. Anyways. So Joyce always talks to me. We see each other every week. She said, how's it going? How's the church going? You know, she likes to bake or we always talk about food real sweet. This old dude comes in old with a, with like a, a walker he sees Joyce. They started talking. They went to high school together. Long story short, Joyce leaves. Old Man Rivers is still sitting there. <laughs> so I come. I come. Y'all know how I give nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm walking out, and as I'm leaving, or when Joyce was leaving, she waved by to me, and he saw her. So when I'm leaving, I go walking by, and he stopped me. He's like, hey, you know Joyce? I was like, yeah, I know her from just from being in here. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen Joyce in long. He starts trying to talk, and then he's like, 
enters into this. I'm leaving. I'm trying to leave. He's trying. <laughs> now he's. Try- I'm seeing Justin's demeanor right now. So I'm trying. To, I'm trying to be real. You know, he's real. He's being nice. Yeah. And then he's like, "What do you do?" You know the question. Right. Right. You know, right. So now, now you got to figure out if you're gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know, I said I'm a I'm a pastor. He said a pastor. He said, "What's the name of your church?" And I said, Transformation Church. And he says, what kind of church is that? A transforming one. And I was like, <laughs> and he said, and then like, I didn't get the answer. He's like, you know, I heard of this Momentum Church, which is a church here in town called yeah, Momentum yeah. Church. And I was like, yeah, it's a church here in town. He said, I don't know what kind of church, what kind of name of church that is. He said, there ain't no denomination called Momentum. I said, no, there's not. I said, I, I, you know, they may be non-denominational. Yeah. And he's like, well, what are you? I was like, we're non-denominational. He's like, oh, so y'all just pick and choose what you want. I was like, I don't really know what you mean by that. Um, <laughs> he's like, well, I just don't understand why you wouldn't, if you believe what someone else believes, why you will be a part of what they are. I was like, well, you know, we just don't find much value in being in the denomination, you know, but nothing against it, whatever. I mean, yeah. Uh, he's like, well, what do you, what do y'all believe? I said, the Bible, you know, the religious <laughs> scripture. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't understand. I was like, well, ask a question. I don't know. You don't understand. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I'm Roman Catholic. <laughs> and I, yeah. So I said, oh, really? So then I put my bag down. <laughs> like, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> so he's like, well, I'm Roman. He's being real. He's being real loud. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. being now not polite. A little he's belligerent. Like, yeah. He's yeah. like, well, I'm Roman Catholic. And I was like, oh, great. You know, I said, I, I grew up Catholic. He said, you did. He said, well, you ought to come home where you belong. Oh. Real kind of. Yeah, I don't get down. You know me. I, <laughs> oh, I, don't I? <laughs> so I said. I knew how this was going to yeah, go when said, you started this. I story. said no. <laughs> yeah. I said no. I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm you know I'm I have no interest. And he just like was trying to argue with me. Right, right, right. And then he's like, he said, I I bet you don't even believe in the Blessed Mother. I said, who? <laughs> no, I know he's talking about. I, and I was like, you talking about Mary? And I was like, I said, when you say believe in her, you mean like I believe in her existence? I was like, yeah, we believe that we believe that Mary's a person. She's real. Um, There's a whole story. She is Jesus' mother. Yeah. And he's like, she's so awesome. I said, she is. I said, you know, God chose her to give us the greatest gift he ever gave us. You know, like she's awesome. Um, I said, so if when you say we don't believe, I do believe in her, in her. Yeah. Um, I said, I don't think I believe in her the way you do. Um, But you already knew that. You know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was just like, you ought to just come on home. <laughs> I'm trying to go home. <laughs> you stop. Me. I've never been in a bigger hurry to do that. But he was being so loud and he was trying to have like a debate yeah. and I was like very forceful. Golly. So to all the Catholics that maybe listen, that's not the way to proselytize. Does that say that right? Proselyte? Proselyte? I, I don't know. That sounds like something you get arrested for. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, there's a, that's not the way to do it, my friend. But Yeah, uh, yeah anyways, totally. No, yeah. I, and that's the so thing. I don't know how I got off on that, but we were talking about denominations or something. or something. Yeah, well, yeah. It, uh, it's just like, there's a lot of people out there, man. There's a lot of lost people. They're not... Ha, my thought was, he was being loud, mm-hmm. and he couldn't hear, so I was having to speak up. Oh, perfect. Imagine someone sitting at a table close by. Yeah. Overhearing our conversation. Two quote unquote Christians. Quote unquote. Not arguing, but not agreeing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 uh, right, to, right. To, the, to the lost person, the unsaved person, they may be trying to figure out, like, is the Catholic right or is it non Catholic right? Yeah, well, they said over there, like, these two clowns can't even figure out what right. they believe. That's together. what I'm saying. Right, like, right, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, you know, totally. we're going to bash the church down the street or our 
name has Baptist in it. Theirs has Assembly of God. Or you know, it's like yeah. we just come on now. That's what you know. And I you just, can disagree. Yeah, just not publicly. Well, and that's the thing. And I sat down. I, I today I was sat down with uh, Pastor Josh uh, from Liberty here in town, and you know he just we, we were just, just kind of sharing our hearts with each other and different stuff that each other's going through. Whatever, you know, blah blah blah. He's a good friend, and uh, you know one of the things I just appreciate appreciate about him is like me knowing some of the things that's happened recently in regards to you know changes in the organization mm-hmm. stuff like that and and quite frankly even opportunities that he could have to have something negative to say about situations or people or whatever and just refuses to do it like you know what i mean and and it's it's like i this me having something negative to say about somebody benefits no one right like it genuinely benefits no one and so uh trying to be in that position where it's like man we're just going to continue to to do what we do and that's why i say it's like man if you want to get on board with what we're doing dope if you don't want to like you know that's okay it's yeah. that's okay like yeah. we, you, we you aren't do the, you we aren't the only game in town there's some good, facts there's, there's about 1200 other games going on no and there's some there are a few good ones there are a few good ones. Um, probably, I'll say, there's a lot of good ones. Depend upon your style. Don't have a lot of data on that, but yeah. <laughs> just kidding. There's something for you. There yeah, definitely, there's definitely something for you. There's something, for, something you. for you. You know, if if you're, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, don't do it. I didn't don't do, do it. it. I didn't. <laughs> don't do it. Do it. I did not do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it off the air. Yeah, but uh, man, that was a good catch, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, that's the that's the thing. Is like, there's plenty. You know, there's plenty. And, and for us, that's why. Like, twelve hundred churches in Pensacola, yeah. eleven hundred and fifty of them are doing church the same way. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. different fish that need to get caught. Therefore, different bait that needs to be used. As far as I'm concerned. Um, I still very much know that John six forty four is the truth. No one comes to you know. No one comes to Christ. No one comes to Jesus unless the Father that sent Him draws them. Like so, it's not that we're doing we're doing what we're called to do. Yeah, you know? and, right. and I think the cool thing about at least the cool thing about our mission and our vision is we're not after that's that the fifty percent which it's less than that in this town, but the 50, the quote unquote, half the population that goes to church somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah. we're not fishing in that pond. Yeah. A lot of people, they hop, they go from here to 33% there. 33% Pensacola. Right. So if, yeah. if 33% of Pensacola goes to church, we're going for that other 70. Yeah. You know, totally. 67. 67. But yeah, but no, absolutely. We're, we're fishing out of that pond. Now, now some churches, some people may have something to say about that, but lost people don't know our language. Lost people don't understand some of the some of the tradition that a lot of people like. We appeal to them on the surface to get them in the door. Right. I mean, fishers of men. Right. You got to use good gotta bait. Use you just bait. mentioned it. Then when they come in and the there is some color in the on and some it makes them it makes uh, it helps the walls come down. And then because Sunday isn't everything to us, then we get them into go back to the small groups, small groups and relationships and they can start being disciples and, and then they can discover their purpose. Yeah. Why God put them here. And then that leads us to step four, make a difference. Make a di- use ain't no sense in figuring out what your purpose is. Unless you're going to fulfill you, it. If you can't fulfill it. So we yeah. even provide avenues for people to make a difference in the lives of other people. Totally. Yeah. No, and that's the, that's a good part. You know, I, we had a new family there Sunday yeah. And it was really cool because I got to spend some time with him after the 1030 service. And so we were talking and I'm not going to even attempt to try to 
tell you this person's age other than they were just older than me. They had a son that was 24 years old, and I believe the son's girlfriend, who's 21. So that puts them in, I don't know, 40-ish, 40 to 50 range, maybe. I don't know. Surely. Shot in the dark. So, um, but we were talking, and so she was, you know, the the lady, the, the mom, uh, was just talking about how much she really enjoyed it, and she's even left us a thing on Facebook and all that. And uh, her name's Debbie, and super sweet lady, and their whole family was just, uh, man, incredible family. And I'm really excited about their future with TC. Um, but as we were talking, you know, I, I just kind of came right out of the gate with it and was like, you know, um, told her she was really excited because she got her son to come to a church that she felt like he could really enjoy and not endure mm-hmm. <laughs> um totally. and and i told her i said yeah you know i said that's the reason why a lot of things are the way they are around here like you know if if your son will enjoy coming to our church and get plugged in and give his life to jesus and get in a relationship and get into serving we believe you will too but if we built the church around all the things you love we don't know that we will get your son Therefore, we're going after the we're going after these demographics that give us the highest chance of reaching the most amount of people. Um, not only those people, but gives us the highest chance of reaching the most people. Um, because man, we we want to make the greatest impact on our city. So we design things and do things a, a very special way. But it's all because we want people to know God, and then we want them to find freedom in small groups through. Um, community relationships then we want them to discover their purpose we have a system called growth track for that if any of you listeners are in pensacola and you want to take the next step if you know god and you're in a small group but you want to take the next step man growth track is a way to do that um you can co- you can come to the ten thirty, come to the nine o'clock service and then right after that in the hallway uh, at amc we have a place set up for growth track you can go sh- go straight from the nine o'clock service after experiencing the service and go straight to the growth track um and afterwards that gives you the next step towards uh, making a difference so man um process is there we'd love to get you connected um so yeah good times totally good stuff so this sunday we're going into uh part one uh or sorry the first code part two the heart of the house but the first culture code um uh for this series so are we telling them what it is is it a surprise? No, it's, a, it's a surprise, oh, I guess. Oh, good. Come. Well, you know, I'm I'm personally excited about it. Just because it's like, people have heard the No God, Find Freedom, Discover Purpose, Make a Difference. Not everybody like that's new has come in and heard it, but I'm just saying like, just our church in general and yeah. the fact that we have put together this culture code, it's been about a year ago that we had it. Something like that. Um, right. Yeah, because we taught it in the pipeline this year, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, for people to actually understand it and hear the, and hear the heart quote unquote behind, you know, the vision of TC and it's just cool. So looking yeah, forward to it. Totally. Well, it, it. It gives us a framework to operate in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, know, like, well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I described it to someone the other day, we were talking about the series and I said, you know, it's really like filters, you know, whenever we come up against challenges or whenever, you know, for example, I don't mind telling, you know, one of the culture codes is that we, unity over loyalty and that everyone is invited you know and it talks about diversity and the fact that we value Mm -hmm. people um no matter what their skin color like we don't we're not colorblind we're well aware that we have 
a very large demographic in our church of people that are not white right. that covers a broad spectrum african-american you know i'm so Spanish, glad like, to all of those i'm things. done with being at an all-white church <laughs> so, <laughs> never it is never not again. as much fun <laughs> it really is it really is it well, us white people need to tighten uh, up get it together with the church uh, service yeah you, you but need uh, color in there <laughs> so, <laughs> spice it anyways. up a little bit <laughs> oh my god justin.oswald at uh, no, just kidding. Uh, you can send him an email contact at no the but all that to say is man like we were talking um and I said it's helpful because, you know, we had that Charlotte's the Charlottesville thing pop off yep. a couple of years ago. Um, went to Charlottesville, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know this whole thing with white supremacy and all that nonsense. And uh, and at the time, we actually didn't have the culture code done yet, but diversity was something that mattered to us. Mm-hmm. And so, because it mattered to us, it mattered so much that we were willing to take a stand and make a statement because um, we we looked at who we are and we looked at what matters to us. And because that level of diversity matters to us, we had to make a stand to stand alongside uh, our minority brothers and sisters in our church and make a stand against the evil that is white supremacy. Um, and But we had that filter. Yeah. So we had like we ran the information through the filter, and the filter gave us the response. Is like we need to do this, um, and so having these having this code is like having filters that whenever you come up against circumstances or situations, you just measure it. You run it through the filter, and it kind of gives you how you should respond or how mm-hmm. you should react. So yeah. you know, those things are just super super helpful, um, and it also helps define you know what what's the most important. So keep I'm an excited. eye out on uh, YouTube. We're going to be pulling that. Um, that video from Vimeo and putting it on our YouTube channel. The Charlottesville video. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, so if you guys want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can type in Transformation Pensacola and YouTube or go to our website at transformationchurch.com. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll be able to click on the YouTube icon. Sweet. And uh, speaking of that, we're pretty much wraps. So, uh, Justin, tell them where they can find all the rest of the information on our church. Transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. All right, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. Later. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.